Hello and welcome to another episode of the Eternal War Podcast. My name is G, and I'm being joined as always by my friend and co-host Andy. Hey, how's it going, people? Uh, Andy, feels like mm-hmm. we haven't uh, gotten together and sat down in the studio for quite a while. This is the first episode of 2024. Yeah, we had a little holiday break. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so far, 2024, pretty good year. Mm-hmm. It's been a good year this week. It's been a good week. 2024 has been a good week. Uh, yeah. decent, decent week. Busy. Good holidays and everything? We did, yeah. Everything was good. Like, I can't think of, you know, like, usually, like, when you say, do you have a good holiday, you're pretty much asking, like, was it a normal holiday where nothing crazy happened? Because, mm-hmm. like, if a, butt hit, a bus hit the side of the house, <laughs> it's a butt How was your holiday? A butt hit. <laughs> you went outside and somebody was putting their butt on the side of your house. <laughs> that's not a good holiday. Like, that's kind of a bad, that's kind of a bad, <laughs> a bad Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how you'd address that. <laughs> like, would that even be part of your Christmas though? Like, let's say that happened. Like, let's say it's Christmas morning. You're like, oh, let's get go open the presents with the kids, uh-huh. and then like you hear something on the side of the house. <laughs> Because they're like slamming it on, like twerking it on your house. What does that sound? Loud enough that it shakes the house. It's like, like you hear it. You hear the windows shake. Yeah. You're like, man, that's a weird sound. Let me go check. Let me go investigate. And then someone's slamming their butt on the side of your house. Like, would that even be how your Christmas went, though? Yeah. I mean, that would definitely it's be like, part of the story. But if so, like, let's say a week later, like, so it's the first time you've seen someone a week after Christmas. Mm. They're like, hey, how'd your Christmas go? Like, would you mention the butt on the side <laughs> of the house? Yeah, a butt hit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how your Christmas went, though. <laughs> it's got to happen any well, other day. Like, wasn't Christmas related? Well, I think it would be how your Christmas went, though, because you wouldn't more than likely just be like, look outside and see someone doing that and just be like, Merry Christmas and shut the door. <laughs> yeah. And even if you did... Then you would go inside and tell everyone, and I'm pretty sure that would become a pretty major part of, you know, like, because that's all everyone <laughs> talked about. It wouldn't go back to a normal Christmas. Yeah. After would, that. He's, he's, <laughs> that would just yeah. derail your whole Christmas. You stick your head out the front when the front door, and you see someone, and you just, like, come back in, and you're like, huh, and just go over, open presents. Don't even mention it to anyone. Because <laughs> you're like, man, I don't want this to ruin Christmas. Yeah. So you're just like, like someone's like, everyone's like, what was that, Jeff? And you're like, oh, nothing. But then like, you can't hold it in though. You'd be, you'd be like, all, tw- all like twitching and stuff because you had to tell people about the butt slamming on the house. Or you're like, you're like, oh, nothing. And then like, you sit down and then someone else comes in and they're like, dude, you know, someone slammed their butt against your house. And everyone's like, why didn't you like, tell us that? Like you're just like okay, I'm gonna have a normal Christmas, and like the rest of the day is normal. But then like it's Christmas dinner or something, you can't mm-hmm. hold it anymore. Like you're just ready to, to go like a volcano. Like and you're yeah. just like someone's slamming the butt on the house this morning. <laughs> <laughs> like great right when people are passing the turkey. <laughs> like why did you wait till? Now? Yeah, why didn't you say something? <laughs> people have died <laughs> because you kept quiet. Like the same person who just started slamming their butt some people till they die. Like, aren't you wondering? Aren't you wondering why little Timmy's not here? Yeah, why he's <laughs> why he got butt slammed? Why he's dead. why he got butt slammed to death? Why he's dead? Did he's you ever consider it was the same person? Someone in your group of people died clearly by getting and you still didn't say anything. And then at dinner, you decide that it's like it's a coincidence. I thought you were saying to yourself, like, hey guys, remember this morning when I went outside? Someone was slamming their butt against the house. And then you really want to want to tell anybody after the after Timmy got butt slammed, you'd be like, then you'd feel like you don't, you can't tell anyone that you saw the person butt slammed yeah. in the house because you'd be like, well, then they would be like, why didn't you say something earlier? So you just then you really got to keep it to yourself, or just really emphasize that it's unrelated. <laughs> or you can just like emphasize <laughs> it's unrelated. Yeah. You're like this was not the same person. I could tell the yeah. prints were different. Like Listen, the person's butt outside was a different go size. Look at the front of the house, it was a different size butt. Those butt prints are different. <laughs> They're <than> huge. The <laughs> Person left butt prints. <laughs> they're like Timmy's Tim, covered in huge butt prints. <laughs> you carry his body out and hold him up against the house. It's the same butt. <laughs> oh 
<laughs> Let me kill my opponent. That's okay. That's okay. So what were you actually going to say? I can't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm drawing a blank now. Okay, hold on a second. I got to have a sip of this milk. That <laughs> calmed me down. What I was going to say is like, have you, you've seen The Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah. You, you've maybe read, possibly read The Wizard of Oz. So this is the thing that I thought was weird. About Wizard of Oz and also um, there's other works of fiction where someone gets like just transported to another world. Like Alice mm-hmm. in Wonderland is another good example. Also, they kind of do it in Peter Pan, but it's like it, there's, too, there's a lot of like foreshadowing like because this weird dude actually shows up in London and stuff and brings them there. Right. Um, but the thing with the alternate worlds is it always kind of like makes sense for the story. Like Alice goes to a world that's kind of like a Victorian fantasy, like, you know, similar to her home world, except for like, there's like little creatures that can talk and stuff. And then, and Dorothy goes to a world that's like, you know, someone from Kansas in her time period could make sense of that world because they're like, they have kind of the same technology level. She does all that kind of stuff. It kind of makes sense. But like, what if, um, you know, for example, like Dorothy, what if she's in the house and the twisters come in and stuff and it like, it just drops her right into Pulp Fiction, like right when Jules, like like Jules <laughs> right. and you know, um, and Vincent are driving like the car with this dead body, like right after the dude gets shot in the back seat, right. and then they like they slam into the side of a house that just fell in the middle of the street in Los Angeles. So then, is the story just about her being displaced into like a future? Yeah, the rest LA of the story is that. Live? Yeah, because she's so like nothing to do with Oz. No, her world's okay. in black and white, and like the last thing she remembers is having to save, trying to save Toto from this lady that lives down the street or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she goes in the house and then like she gets, she goes up in the air. She sees all this weird stuff going by like this. The lady turns into a witch and stuff. But then like when she sees the lady turn into a witch, (laughs) next thing you know, like she sees uh, Jules and Vincent like driving in the car, but it's like outside the window. And she's like, what is that? Like that makes no sense to me. (laughs) It's like you can see them and like it's still playing like the the but like if you like turn out the volume and like listen you can hear and say like it's called royale with cheese (laughs) you hear the conversation conversation. (laughs) but she's just like kind of seeing it yeah yeah and then she gets she slams right in front of that car so then what if all that happened but like so you know it was originally based on a book so let's say that that was the book written in whatever 1940 whenever that is but then it was basically like that happening like her so it's still Pulp Fiction. All that mm-hmm. stuff still happens, and you know, with Marcellus Wallace and all that. Except Dorothy's just there now. She's like a character in the movie, but everything still kind of happens with all the drugs and all the killing and everything. But it was written back then, even though it accurately like yeah. it, it discusses it's, cell phones and cars. So it's, and, it's so and it's like predicts the, it predicts the future, yeah. kind of. <laughs> I think that would change the future, though. Yeah, like because for one thing, there would definitely not be a Pulp Fiction would never come out because they would be ripping off Wizard <laughs> of Oz. <laughs> They're like, it's still called the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no, there's no wizard whatsoever. It's not us. Do you think that would be a bigger chain, a bigger, or well, which one do you think would be bigger? Deal? Because you know she steps out of her house in the original, and it's all now all of a sudden everything's in Technicolor, mm-hmm. and there's you know um, the the good witch Glinda or whatever flies up and tells her that she has those shoes, and then all the Munchkins come out. Do you think that would be more of a mind trip for the character Dorothy, or? You know, like she lands and then mm-hmm. boom, a car hits her house and she comes outside and there's like um, Jules and uh, Vincent and they're like obviously who, who futuristic. Would be, who would be more surprised? Well, which one do you think would be more, would mess up Dorothy's brain more? Like coming out into like a world that's clearly not Kansas at all mm-hmm. because it's like all, you know, fictional characters and stuff. Right. Or coming out into a world that's obviously not Kansas, oh, I see. Real would, people, would Oz mess but, with their mind more? I right. think Pulp Fiction would mess with their mind more because, like, yeah, I think Oz, so too. yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of, that's kind of goes back to the central point. Is like they 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 kind of built the world of Oz around Dorothy. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of what she what she needed for her character development was to go to Oz, right? And like it's even it's even like a it's like a dream she could have had. Like, and that's I guess that's part of what the story is supposed to be is something. That, I mean, even at the end, she even wakes up and stuff, and she's like, "You were there, and you were there." Mm-hmm. Like, it's it it makes sense as a dream that like a late nineteenth century kid from Kansas would have. Because it's there's nothing in that world that kind of like just would completely break her brain, but like I can't imagine a kid from 19th century Kansas having a dream that's Pulp Fiction, right? Like that's just completely out, so far outside of like anything that she's experienced. So yeah, that, that would be that would be weirder for her to I, to wake up in like yeah, I agree, yeah. But I like so I like the direction of your original, you know, just your original train of thought because um, it does seem that every time someone 
in a fictional story gets transported or whatever. Uh, it's it's kind of like in something like Dragon Ball Z. You know, um, they start off and they, um, you know, it starts off with a Saiyan saga. So he has to fight Vegeta and uh, Nappa. And mm-hmm. then it goes into the Namek saga. And then everything kind of, like, no one, you know, like if Cell had shown up when... Goku was at a level that he could fight, couldn't even beat Raditz, right. and Cell showed up, and the show's over. Yeah. So yeah. The, every everything, I guess that's kind of the point that you were originally making is that like you know all these things are sort of tailored. Like had had Dorothy of not gone to Oz, then okay, for one, it would have been a really weird and probably not very good book or right. slash movie. But also, I mean, yeah, she or you know Alice falls into Alice is like this quirky little British girl, and she falls into you know this place where everyone is like evil, but clearly very British and proper and everything. And, yeah. You know, it's like the perfect place for her to exactly. fall. Exactly, you put it in a good way. Like those, those worlds are tailored to those characters, right? Yeah, uh, I guess that's that's kind of the the the, the gist of it. Uh, but even if she, like if she went into Pulp Fiction though, like I, I'm wondering is like she could she actually find a way back to her world? Like, because there's a way back. Like you know, in Oz, she has to go travel. to to the Emerald City. Right. And like, so how would she even get back though? Like if she was in Pulp Fiction, like no one, cause it's the Pulp Fiction is the real world. Basically. I mean, it's not really yeah. the real world, but it's kind of like, yeah, there's it's pretty real world. <laughs> I mean, it's like clearly more, clearly more based in the reality that we live in than, yeah. than the land of Oz is. But in the land of Oz, there's a way back. Like she goes and sees the wizard and the wizard happens to have a balloon that can take them back mm-hmm. and all that. But there's nothing like that in the real world though. Like if she's like, man, how do I get back to Kansas? And they're like, well, well, Kansas is a real place for one thing. Like, so mm-hmm. they could, like, someone could drive her there, but it's not the Kansas she's from. Like, she would actually find her aunt Em's grave, like, because <laughs> <laughs> she's been dead for. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, geez, like, how far is uh, Kansas? Like, Pulp Fiction takes place in L.A., right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's a long. It's L.A. is probably like a thousand miles from Kansas. Yeah. But she could get there. Like, if she if she just plops down in L.A., like late twentieth century L.A. Like, the cops would find her. Like, this is how actually how this would play out for real. Like, they, I mean, there's this kid that looks like she's straight out of the 1800s because she's got the dress on and everything. Mm-hmm. She's carrying a little basket with a dog in it. Mm-hmm. Like, some police, you know, are going to stop her and be like, you know, where, where are you from? Where's your parents and all that stuff? And she's going to be like, well, they're from there in Kansas. They're going to be like, man, you have no social security number, nothing. Like, she says what her name is and all that. Like, she has no ID, no social security number. They're like, okay, well... Maybe so, if you say your family's in Kansas, the least we can do is drive you there. She probably knows what town it is. Mm-hmm. So they drive her to that. Like they, they take her to, a, I guess, a social service worker or whatever. Somehow they get her a ride to Kansas. Right. They can't contact her family because she, she barely knows what a phone is. Like they, if they say, what's your address, what's your phone number, she'd have no idea. Like what's your parents' phone number, no idea, or your aunt or whatever. But, they, but she knows what town she's from, at least. Mm-hmm. That's a little piece of information to go on. So they take her to that town. They find like the house is gone. Like, not, like there's nothing left of what, where she's from. But so, then they find the cemetery, and that's and then she sees like on grave and stuff. In this version, it so where she ended up in L.A. is actually the, her real world. Yeah, it's the future of the her future. real world. Yeah, because Oz cause was Pulp Fiction is the, like fu- is the future of world. Of, yeah, it's not a different world. It's just oh, the future. Okay, but it's also a different physical location because it's not Kansas. Like right. she's in uh, L.A. So then, so what if what really happened instead of like getting caught by the police or whatever? Uh, she goes and like instead of the wizard, she ends up meeting Marcellus Wallace, and she's talking to him, and she explains to him how like she came from Kansas and everything, and like she all she wants to do is get back there. And Marcellus Wallace is like, you know, like damn girl, like I'm a I'm a um he he has to play the part of the wizard, mm-hmm. so he's like I'm a <laughs> Kansas boy myself, and he's like we'll go there directly. <laughs> he's he's really like, from he's really from Kansas, like he's the dude that that she met like at the um yeah it's like the uh, he was the <laughs> right. fortune teller. <laughs> <laughs> Bing he becomes Marcellus Wallace. She's like, you look weirdly familiar. Yeah, it's like you don't. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, and then he takes her and um, in a balloon. Yeah. Well, it would be it wouldn't be a balloon. It would be like some sort of whatever like a helicopter. Like a well, like whatever, like really nice car that like. Um, but she would get left behind. Oh, that's so, right, because she doesn't actually get on the balloon. Like he goes in the, on the yeah. balloon. So, so he's like. like he gets in the car. He, he has like some like big Hummer, some really nice thing that like a LA drug lord would drive. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, like he's like, all right, and he starts to pull away accidentally. And she's like, wait, I'm not in yet. He's like, Dorothy, oh shoot, I'm already gone. <laughs> <laughs> and then when she's back in Kansas, he pops his head in the window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she wakes up from her dream. 
And yeah, and she's like, and you were there, and you were there, and he sticks his head, and he's like, was I there? And she's like, yeah, <laughs> you being jerk. He's being arranged. It's like he's not even. He's not even like from the eighteen from the eighteen hundreds. He yeah. like still looks like a gangster. He's still like eight feet tall. But can barely <laughs> fit through the window. He's a big dude. Um, dude, that was a not to get off on a whole Wizard of Oz thing, but um, why? I would be so pissed off if I was Dorothy mm-hmm. and then, you know, uh, the, the wizard accidentally left. Like, yeah, they like, Ving Rhames drives away in his, uh, in his Hummer and he's like, oh, sorry, Dorothy, I'm not going. And she's like, oh, yeah. and then the, um, the, you know, Glenda shows up and she's like, you had the chance, you had the ability to go home all along. All you have to do, like, you know, like how it happens in the original yeah. story. Dude, if I was Dorothy, I'd be really mad. Yeah. Like why, <laughs> like why did I nearly die like five times? Yeah. She's like, you could have done that at any point. I'd be like, why didn't you tell me that? Like, uh, I don't know how long the Wizard of Oz is actually supposed to take place over. It was, uh, probably pretty, not pretty even like good a chunk. I mean, day, maybe maybe a week. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'd be like, long, long why enough. didn't you tell me when we first met? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> there were so many things that easily, like, she easily could have died, like a crap ton of times. Like, the witch almost killed her, but then, <clears throat> like, even the monkeys and stuff, because, like, they, like, didn't they, didn't they were part of, like, the way they pick her up and take her to, like, the, uh, like, to the witch's castle and stuff. Like when she first gets, yeah, up. they take her and, um, yeah. Yeah. And she accidentally throws water on the witch. And yeah. Like, but any of those monkeys could easily <clears throat> dropped her and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, she came, she came close to death several times. I'd be, su- I'd be super mad unless Glenda can convince her that she's so powerful that cause she could have stopped any of that at any time. Like if she was like, kind of like, well, really the whole time I was like, I could have hit the brakes on this. Like, you know, it's kind of like when you're in driver's totally ed. Mad. I'd be like, why didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what's she, the, like in other words if she were to say like you were never in any real danger right then i'd be like well but i'd still be like well what was what was the lesson in all this like what was yeah. like, is this for your enjoyment she's like yeah and glenda's or she's like dorothy's like why didn't you like tell me like a week ago that i could have done this and glenda's like glenda's like did you ever consider that i'm like really not nice like yeah. i'm not even a good witch i'm actually glenda's, the worst witch yeah glenda's like i didn't tell you because i'm a bitch <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy's like, oh, like the, you thought the wicked witch was bad. Yeah, like I'm the, I'm the, like what's beyond wicked? Like I'm the, evil, yeah. I'm the, that's the wicked witch. I'm the evil witch. Yeah, I'm the Hitler witch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, um, I'm the what, uh, the what's the one uh, pro wrestler that's like mean, like the uh, with the, the Undertaker. She's like the Undertaker. Oh. <laughs> she's the Undertaker witch. She's like brings the coffin and she's like, hold on a second, let me get this. And she comes in there with the coffin and Dorothy looks around and she's in a ring. <laughs> Like a wrestling ring. <laughs> she's like, are you ready for this? And then, yeah, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, man, Dorothy, you messed up this time. <laughs> she's like, where's that coming from? <laughs> it's just coming from the, from, from the uh, Glenda. <laughs> she's like, she's like a Hulk. She takes on like a Hulk Hogan persona. Yeah. She's like, brother. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, brother, I tried to give you a you chance. Got, you got another thing coming, brother. <laughs> She's all like, like, uh, does the thing that Hulk Hogan does, like where she makes all these muscles and like her shirt starts to rip and yeah, stuff. Yeah, she's like all like flexing the fist <laughs> <Just> off. <laughs> and Dorothy starts running, and then she wakes up in the real world. <laughs> she's like that, but like in the actual thing, in the actual show, she uh, she was like, "There's no place like home." And then like when she was all waking up and stuff in the bed, she's like, "There's no place like home." But like in this version, like when she wakes up in the bed, she's like, "No, Glenda, don't put the, don't put the Stone Cold Stunner on me." <laughs> <laughs> like her whole family, yeah, like her, like on him and stuff. Like, what's the Stone Cold Stunner? And it's all black and white and stuff. And she's like, her arms are going. And she's like, not the people's elbow, not the people's. Elbow. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like what elbow? <laughs> and then that one of them goes, is, is like, you mean this elbow? And she goes, other people's elbow. <laughs> she's like, the Rock learned this from me. And Dorothy's like, who's the Rock? <laughs> or like Linda's like, even though she already sort of started becoming like a Hulk Hogan bad guy. And then she's like, uh, she's like, Dorothy, you could have gone home anytime you wanted, brother. All you got to do is close your eyes and tap your heels and three times. And so she starts to do that. And then like, she's like, there's no place that does it three times. And then she's like sitting there and she like opens her eyes and all, all she sees is like Glenda's elbow. <laughs> like, dude, she's like, what a rube. She's like, did you go home? Yeah. <laughs> this is your home now. Figure four. <laughs> this is what I meant by go home. Your yeah. home is the wrestling ring. <laughs> your home is the mat when I pee yeah, you. Your home is the One, cemetery. Two, three. <laughs> <laughs> the cemetery. <laughs> you ready to go home? <laughs> it says, close it's a one way ticket. Close your eyes and count to three, and I'll send you home. <laughs> <laughs> Just click your heels together. Yeah. Don't open them. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, the idea of people, and I mean, obviously, you know, the simple answer is to like why are, what, why they go to the tailor-made worlds is because, you know, that's what the book is. Like if they didn't, then it would be, you know, like the movie would be over. The book wouldn't be good. It would be, you know, Dorothy in, in Pulp Fiction or something. But um, what would be another, uh, you mentioned, or, or we mentioned Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. I think another interesting one would be like, you know how there's an Encino Man? Like a lot of people probably haven't seen Encino Man. They're listening to this. <laughs> Pretty sure all of our fans have seen it. It's come up on the podcast quite a yeah. bit. It's about like a caveman who, this isn't really an alternate world. It's like the future of his own world, apparently, mm-hmm. like thousands of years in the future. So he gets frozen in ice and somehow comes like, He's still alive this whole time that he's in ice. Then he comes out as a teenager in like Los Angeles in the nineties or something. Like I'm just kind of picturing like if Brendan Fraser's character in Encino Man, like the caveman, like he comes to to our world and he's like he's the coolest thing. Like he just I wouldn't say fits in, but he just he like he just does really well. Like he mm-hmm. adapts really well, mm-hmm. uh, especially for a caveman. Like he just like, he, it's kind of like that world is like his oyster. Like he can have whatever he wants. Like right. he can wheeze the juice and you know all this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But like if we were to go back to that world, like we'd be screwed. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure if Paulie if it was somehow reversed and somehow Paulie Shore went back to caveman, yeah, he would die all, like almost immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like they're like anybody like uh. Because I keep come out and he'd be like, "Hey, butt dead." <laughs> I mean, because I was thinking about, um, you know, uh, technology and stuff, and how, like, man, I could go back to medieval times or way back, like ancient Roman or whatever, or and I would like just own everything because I could come up, I could be like, "Man, have you ever tried this? Do you know, have you ever heard of electricity? Do you know anything about like steam engines and stuff?" But like, I couldn't really make any of that stuff work. Like, well, that'd be the thing because you do think that, like, if you get back into the past, like, oh my gosh, like I couldn't invent, I couldn't invent the iPhone, I couldn't invent computers, I couldn't, I could like write Harry Potter, I could do all this stuff. It's like. <laughs> No, I couldn't invent an iPhone now. What makes me think I could do it, like, with limited resources? Yeah, know? like, yeah, like pretty much zero to work with. Like, you'd be spending your whole time, like, trying to be warm and not get eaten by stuff. I mean, like, uh, Back to the Future 3, when Doc Brown had that huge thing, steam-powered, and it was basically, and he made two cubes of ice with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was like, you know, I and mean, he's, like, one of the smartest people who's ever existed. And so, yeah, like, I could never even, like, I would have the knowledge that you know you could have a box that could keep stuff cold or make like ice cubes but no i could never build something like that yeah i mean the the best you could do if you went back in time like that like is uh you would know it'd be super hard unless you're like a have an engineering degree and all this stuff it'd be super hard to actually do anything technological that doesn't exist as this at the time because you need so much well that's a good point too there are uh, like i couldn't there are probably people in the world who could go but back. Very few, because you don't even have the tools that right. we would need to make this kind of stuff. Like you couldn't, no one could go back to the Stone Age and make a steam engine because you need something that can make like the cylinders the right size and all this stuff. Right, it would be it would take so much. Like you you don't have the the materials. So like even if you're like your whole job is like working on steam engines, like you're a, you have a degree, an advanced degree in steam engines, you couldn't go back to the Stone Age and make a steam engine. Right. There's just the the raw materials aren't there, the tools aren't there, none of that's there. Mm-hmm. You could spend your whole life and never never make a steam engine. But the one thing you could do is like the, like songs, for example. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Cavemen has some badass songs that have been lost to history. Like they probably were like you know because that's all they could. That's the one of the few things they had is like musical instruments and and their voices and stuff. So they probably had some awesome music. Yeah. But like you could probably come back and at least come up with some like you know you could do like a jackson five like abc and they'd be like oh man that's pretty uh, yeah like, like when dr evil went back to the time and told yeah, him yeah what if god was one of yeah, us yeah like that's the one thing you could do yeah would, that's like, true they like and they they might even feed you and stuff if you, or even maybe you maybe you can't sing so but you could go back in time and like tell stories and yeah, stuff and like yeah. you, you would have <laughs> it like pulp fiction yeah <laughs> Tell about the time that Dorothy accidentally went to Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Wait, what's a Dorothy? What, what, How does he accidentally go there? Dude, like, so in the past we've talked a lot about uh, alternate realities that would be cool to, or suck to be in or something. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen the uh, Ricky Gervais movie, The Invention of Lying? No. Oh, dude. Was a, first of all, it was a really good movie. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a world where lying doesn't exist. So everyone just, you know, constantly tells the truth, but... They uh, like offensively uh-huh. they tell the truth, you know, like when people meet him, um, he's like, hey, how's it going? They're like, well, it's going a lot better. And then you started talking to me and you're kind of short and ugly. I don't really like that. And he's like, oh, right, right, right. You know, they just people are just like blatantly honest. But then one uh-huh. day something happens in his brain and he realizes that um, he can lie. 
So, like, he goes to the bank and um, he says, uh, you know, like, he had, like, $17 in the bank or something. He couldn't pay his rent. And the lady's, like, he's, uh, the computer shut down right as she was coming up. And he was, like, I was going to take out some money. And she said, oh, how much are you going to take out? And he's, like, something clicks in his brain. He's, like, $800. And she's, like, okay. And then all that, she's, like, oh, wait, computer's back on. Says it says you only have 17 here, Let me correct that. And then she gives him the money. And then he, like, realizes so then he starts going around and then, you know, doing stuff like that. Like he meets some like really attractive lady and he's like, if we don't have sex right now, the world is going to end. And she's like, oh my God, do we have time to get a hotel room? Like just everything. He, so then he, he kind of becomes like really like for at one point he becomes like God or something. But dude, like something we were just talking about uh, made me think of like as far as like really sweet uh, alternate, like, you know, fake realities or something that would get like to be him uh-huh. in that scenario. That'd be pretty tight. Yeah, <laughs> like if you real if you're the only person who realized that lying was a thing, and like like just man, I don't know if I would go the same route that he did, but um, I don't know. I mean, he kind of became God for a little while, so yeah, I'd probably end up down that same road. But dude, that'd be a pretty sweet scenario. Yeah, I guess we briefly talked about um in in one of our previous episodes, we talked about like what I think we talked about what alternate world you'd like least want to be in, right? But I don't think we <clears> talked <throat> much about like what you would most want to be in. Uh, like I think the gummy bears world would be sweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like, there's a lot of worlds I can think of that, uh, would seem cool for like a little bit until you really got into the nuts and bolts of it. Like the gummy bears world, for example, like if I watch gummy bears, I'm like, man, this world looks so awesome. Like the, everyone's just having fun all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they drink this gummy bear juice and like, it makes people really strong and all this stuff. And like, it's just a fun world, but then like, there's no toilets. Like you just had, you right, had to poop on the, yeah, you pretty much had to poop on the ground if it gets cold, you have to like hopeful hope that you can start a fire, right? Or you're just cold all night. So uh, yeah, I mean, and, and there's a lot of worlds like that that I can think of. Well, and that goes back to uh, if you went into that world, you would not necessarily be an important character. Like if you were like yeah. if, if, if Jeannie Kim said you can go to any world, and you said I want to go to the gummy bear world. He's like okay, and so all of a sudden you're like in this medieval village, and you're like oh my god, what? Where are gummy bears? And everyone starts making fun of you. They're like gummy bears. <laughs> Nobody believes in those. Or like if you go to the Smurfs world, you're like, man, the Smurfs world seems fun. Right. You go there and you're not a Smurf and like no one even knows about the Smurfs because yeah, only Gargamel even knows about them. Right. So then you start asking people like, do you know where Gargamel lives? And like that creepy old guy lives. At... And then you'd like show up at his house and he'd probably just kill you because he's like a horrible yeah, person. Or, or if you were like, Gargamel, where are the Smurfs? He'd be like, my you haven't seen him. Like you're maybe he had to go to this his closest town to mm-hmm. get supplies and stuff. And you're like, man, I heard Gargamel comes here sometimes. Stay so waiting out, waiting, hanging out, waiting for Gargamel. Suddenly he comes around the corner. You're like, oh, is it Gargamel? And Gargamel's like, what? Why do you want? And you're like, where are the Smurfs at? Huh? Where's the Smurfs? Because yeah, you like really, probably. you're really hoping that he leads you to the Smurfs, but right. you forgot that he didn't know where they are. Yeah. And then he gets really mad, and like, because he's actually a pretty powerful wizard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think that wouldn't that wouldn't go well for me. But like then, but what if even like what if I remembered that mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I want to ask Gargamel where the Smurfs are because he, you know. But then I remember like, wait a minute, Gargamel spent like his whole life looking for the Smurfs and never found them. Right. So like, would you even try to look for the Smurfs? Would, be, would you be like, man, like this world kind of sucks. The only cool thing about it is there's Smurfs here, but well, do so, I want to waste all my time looking for them when like even Gargamel can't find them? With my knowledge of Smurfs, what I would do <laughs> is I would because uh, I wouldn't waste time with Gargamel because he can't uh-huh. find them. That's like his whole thing. So right. I would go to the castle, I'd break into the castle at night and I'd find those two, Johan and Peewee, and then I'd make them because they know how to find the Smurfs. Oh, so that you'd find them that way? Yeah, I'd like, uh, like go, I'd capture Peewee and like hold a knife to his throat and be like, take me to the Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> like you just, you would straight up become evil in this yeah. world. But then, <laughs> so then like the Smurfs are chilling in the village and they see you like part the grass and yeah. look down. I'm like, hey guys, and I hold up Peewee's head. <laughs> Or why would you be a bad person? Like, you wouldn't want to get along with them? Like, because they're scared of Gargamel because they know he wants to, like, eat them or whatever. Well. But it's too late. Like, is, you, can't, you can't be nice now. What is your goal with even meeting the <laughs> They're tiny. Because, <laughs> like, like, there's nothing else cool about this world. Like, we're talking about, like, I got transported to a medieval world. Outside of where the Smurfs are, outside of Smurfs Village. So you didn't have a choice to go there? No. Okay. Outside of Smurfs Village, it's just cold and miserable. I thought, like all the time. People are dying in their 40s from like, you know, preventable diseases. Right. But I'm like, man, the one. Not cool that this is a scenario where the genie's like, you know, I'll take you to any world. And you're like, this Smurf world. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe I said that just at a, as a knee jerk reaction. Right. Because like, I couldn't think of anything else better at that time. He said, you got to say it in two seconds. I'm like, Smurf, Smurf. Maybe in your head you thought you would be a Smurf. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I did. But, but he'd say, he's like, okay, Smurf world it is. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a normal, like, miserable medieval world where, yeah. like, people have, like, no running water, no. Uh, 
you know, they poop on the street and stuff. Right. So I'm like, man, the only cool thing about this world is the Smurfs because it's Smurfs world. The guy said so, like the genie said so. Right. And so at least if I can find the Smurfs, then that's better than nothing. So that, that would be, that's my question. What if he, he sends you to the Smurf world and he's like, all of a sudden you're on a boat and you're like, what? And it's like some sailboat and then there's like all these guys and you're like, hey, where, where are we? Like, where's the village that has the Smurfs? And they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about because like, what's the name of that kingdom or anything? No one knows. So I'm like thousands of miles away because there's only one Smurf village in this entire world. Right. And I'm like thousands of miles away from it. Like they don't even speak my language. And you have like no point of reference. <laughs> of like, so it's like pirates. They're pirates. Yeah. I'm like on a pirate ship. And, and, like, they just see me, like, I just appeared, like, let's say I was in the, like, because they, they would just think I'm a stowaway. Yeah. They see me coming out of a closet or something. No, they actually see you, like, appear, like, you just, like, vaporize, like, Dish. And then I'm like, where's the Smurfs? Because yeah. they, to them, I'm saying, blah, 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 Smurfs. Yeah. Like, or straight blah, 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 because <laughs> they don't even know what Smurfs mean. Right. So, like, they wouldn't even, and then I draw a picture of one and start mm. pointing at it. I'm like, where is? Show me out. Where is that drop pop a Smurf? It's not even, doesn't even look good. Like it's from memory of what a Smurf looks like. They yeah. have no colored pencils or anything. So I can't even show that they're blue. I can't even say what blue is. Like, like I point at the water or at the sky. Yeah. You keep pointing at the water and then you point at your picture so and like, you don't even, the water? you just had to like grab a bunch of like grease off the side rail and like draw it on like your, <laughs> on the side of the boat and you keep pointing at it and pointing at the water. So everyone gets freaked out because you just appear there. So they think you're like a, a wizard or something. So they all like everyone jumps off the boat and you're like, I don't know how to drive a boat. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> It's just like careening into like <laughs> coral reefs and yeah. stuff. I'm like standing on an island, like man, I need to find some smurfs. <laughs> like by myself, like living off of like whatever food they had stored on there. Like as it gets old and moldy and stuff. Yeah. Like two years later, like another ship comes by. I'm like this. I need to find this. <laughs> like, like two years later, like the genie comes up and he's like, "So how's the smurf world?" Like, <laughs> I like, I don't even know if this is the smurf world. <laughs> point yeah that's pretty much how that would go down yeah so yeah back to the original uh what's another um you know scenario where someone got sent to a world uh dorothy style yeah so alice in wonderland is another one that just immediately comes to mind like that pops up and uh like the the more i think about that world it's like it's a little and you know in the wizard of oz world it's kind of the same way where like even though these are like i guess maybe not even teenagers, or I guess Dorothy's, I don't know how old she's supposed to be. Alice, I think, is, you know, but they're, like, the smartest thing in this world. Like, mm-hmm. Alice especially. Like, a lot of the characters that she meets kind of try to make sense. Like, they try to use logic, but it's not, like, real logic. It's just, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't lead to actual conclusions that they come to and stuff. Um, so, but I, I, I just, it, it strange credulity because I wonder how these worlds even function. Like, what is that world like when she's not there? Because, like, nobody knows crap about crap. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do they even get by? Like, the, like let's say, like, the day, like, the, the week before Alice came. Right. And, like, you know, they're, like, they need to have to, do, there needs to be a society here. They need to have basic, like, their basic needs met and stuff. But they're just, like, painting flowers and whatnot. Like, none of, they're not even doing any, no one there is working. Like, she never came across a single person that's like, man, I need to make sure I, my kids have food for the week. Let me go uh, till some fields. Like, none of that's going on. Well, that's true. But then, they, but so, you could say a lot of it is just from her point of view as a 10-year-old kid or something. So, you know, she's not going to see uh, people who are actually doing jobs and stuff. Like, I mean, the the guard, the guards painting the flowers, like, I yeah, mean, that is their job. They were a like, branch of an actual army, which would would lean you to believe that there is a functioning kingdom somewhere that, you know, they're on that, her, her version of her, what she knows of it is just on the outskirts of an actual functioning kingdom where this, you know, queen who cuts off a lot of people's heads, which, right. you know, there's still, uh, a civilization there true but i mean in a sense like that that like it makes sense where you're going with this like you know she's only seeing a part of a bigger picture and the bigger picture might include some type of industry or agriculture that would mm. actually keep the society alive but then at the same time if she's in like the queen like the queen's like this is like the queen's palace guards the people she's interacting with are kind of like the they're the nobility or like you know that kind of thing they're the ones that need to have the best idea of how, how to run things. Like <laughs> sure. not the, you know, so they're the ones running things. Like how's anything getting done? Yeah. 
like she even goes to court. Like there's the court part where they have a trial and stuff, and it's like complete BS. Yeah, like even it's for just chaos. Yeah, even by the standards of the 1800s, it was complete chaos. Mm-hmm. So like, but how do they? Like, where is where are the gears that make this world function? <laughs> like, they're clearly not there. And these are the people that are supposed to be running things. Right. You can't. It's hard to imagine that things are even better. Like, if there if there are people out there farming and stuff, like they would just immediately revolt. They'd be like, like how how are they going to stop us? Right. Like their guards are cars. <laughs> <laughs> they can't fight us. They don't even have weapons. Like, do the guards even have? I guess they have like spears or whatever. But like, you could literally like cut them in half with scissors. Yeah. Well, that's true. It's, uh, it's kind of like um, you know we talked about medieval stuff. Like if you if you went to like Braveheart times and mm-hmm. I'll be a great warrior, or if you went to like you know Game of Thrones or something, all of that would be like so horrible. So it would kind of be the same. Um, you know, if you went to somewhere like. Alice in Wonderland, like you might, uh, or if you went to like Wonderland, like yeah, you would be thinking of like the scenes where she went to, and you'd be like, oh, I'd go talk to like the Mad Hatter and all these things. But then, really, like actually living there in that in that reality would be pretty horrible. Yeah, that's that's true. So I mean, so it's it's painted as almost like an idyllic world, other than the fact that there's certain characters that are obviously like evil and stuff, like the right. queen that kills people. But it's painted as more or less. You know, with the exception of these this handful of characters, it's painted as more or less idyllic. But yeah, if you live there, you'd be screwed. If, yeah, if you like, take a step back, it's still like, well, I don't even think they have like toilets. Yeah, they, no, 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 they poop in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, there's nothing to heat. Well, I mean, you'd have to if if it got cold, you'd you'd be chopping down wood to heat the house mm-hmm. and hoping that you knew could figure out how to start a fire with it. Right. Uh, if it gets hot, you're screwed. There's no definitely no AC. Um, you can't get anywhere. Like they, I mean, I don't even think they have like, a. there's very few horses even like, I think there's she encounters one character on a horse. Yeah. Not that like, I would even know how to ride one. So anywhere I had to go, I'm walking, uh, not a single person. Like there's no police, like functioning police force. If someone wants to like hurt me or something, I'm kind of screwed unless they're having to be like a playing, a giant playing car, then just like you know, ball them up or whatever. Yeah. But even getting food would be like a huge chore that would take up most of your time. And maybe not if you're lucky, you might find enough to, to survive on. Cause like they open, like, she, you know, she goes through like medicine cabinets, like, or through houses looking for food and she finds like potions that make you big. Right. Like you can't eat that. Like that's not a meal. Yeah. And, and if you do, you're going to like grow into a giant or yeah, yeah, I mean, that, you'd have to can, you'd pretty much just be cannibalizing. Like you'd have yeah. to eat like the, everything's alive. Like if I want like, I'm like, man, I'm hungry. Like, not only would you, or like, is meat off the table because everything can talk to you. Like, I should just probably go try to kill a rabbit or something. But the rabbit has a suit and talks. So that's all. But then even if I'm like, man, okay, how about if I eat like an apple off this tree? The, the tree can talk and the right. apples can probably talk. It's got a face. It's like, don't eat me. Yeah. Like, so you'd starve. Dude. But if you went to the, that world and you did not like your head, then mm-hmm. you'd be you'd have it made because all you have to do is like make the queen mad and she'd be like, "Off his head!" Oh You're yeah, like, oh, that's all I ever wanted. <laughs> I just hated my head so much. I don't know. It's a pretty bleak take on it, but yeah, it, I think it, I feel like it would suck. Like I, I would not enjoy being in Wonderland or Oz. Like Oz wouldn't. I wouldn't find it terribly enjoyable. Uh, so and all those the or you know those are examples of stories where you, you know uh um teenage or younger girl you know fell asleep on a tree or doctor head in a store whatever so you've got the uh, genie comes up to you right now and you have to choose mm-hmm. um and he says you know like knowing the stories but instead of being like the young girl or something you're going to be the adult man that you are uh-huh. um but you'll basically run out the same scenario right. um so uh, he says, and I'll give you three choices. You can do Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. where you'll be Alice, but you'll be you. Yeah. You can do Wizard of Oz, where you'll be Dorothy, but you'll be you. Or you can do um, Labyrinth, where you'll be Sarah, but you'll be uh, you. Would I have like Which the, one do you choose? Would I have the advanced knowledge that I have of these worlds, or just all yeah. out of the blue? Yeah, you're. Yeah, like you're. To, like you have all the knowledge of those worlds that you currently have. Um, and I'm trying to think which one's the easiest to get out of to get back into the real world because, like. I don't I, like. I know Dorothy gets she gets back by just saying there's no place but, like home. Because I'm thinking if they put me to immediately, yeah, I just immediately. <laughs> I'm like no, I don't know myself. No. Like before, like a lion killed me or something. Yeah, like yeah, I wouldn't want to be in that. I wouldn't want to be in Oz for like five seconds. Uh, well, so but he say he says that, and that's what you start thinking, and then he's like, but here's the catch: there's no way home. <laughs> oh, yeah, you you're stuck there. Yeah, like, this is your life now. 
out of those three, I, I guess Oz. Oz seems like it's the closest to a functioning world. That's like true. out of all those, like Oz labyrinth, like labyrinth, city. labyrinth, starved to death. There's like no food anywhere in there. Like yeah. she comes. Remember the hungry at one point, and she has to, you have to rely on David Bowie to give you like a poisoned peach or something. Right. Like that's the best. If you're hungry, that's the best you can do. I'm like, man, I know where that goes. Like I'm not even. I probably wouldn't even eat that if you offered it to me. And wasn't was the so whole? Hungry. Wasn't Jareth like? In love with Sarah or something? I, yeah, I think so. So David would be hitting on you the whole time. Yeah, and I'm like, no, like, <laughs> <laughs> and you can't beat him. Yeah, he's like super powerful. Yeah. Like, no, no, I'm good, dude. I was like hiding the oubliette the whole time or something. And then uh, the Alice, like Wonderland, it just seems too far fetched. Like it's it's too far from anything that's functioning. Like it's just it, it just seems more like a dream world. But if if it wouldn't be a dream, it'd be your reality. Right. Like there's just not enough pieces to that puzzle to make it to make it feel like any kind of real world. Oz, like you could live in Emerald City, right? Like it would kind of suck because everything's just there's no. It's all just Emerald and maybe hopefully some food. There's no refrigeration. Mm-hmm. There's no AC. Uh, there's no TV. Like. I don't even know how how well I would get along with anybody there. Right. But it's still you could still live in that world. Or Munchkin City. Like even though I'm way huge. <laughs> I'd rather live in Munchkin City You'd than the King the, of Munchkin City. Yeah, like I'd be like, man, I'm the tallest Munchkin. What like, if like Munchkin like you showed up there and you're just like, all right, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna go there, I'm gonna just gonna rule Munchkin Town because they're freaking so Munchkin City. Are you talking about being like nice about it? No. <laughs> Down in the house because they, they play out that whole scenario. Yeah. It's like, okay, Jeff, you chose Oz. So let's like send you in this house like through right. a through a tornado down. And like they think like they think it's gonna be like Dorothy, like where you're all like hesitant and stuff, like looking yeah. like looking around, like who's the hiding in the bushes? But you're just smacking the first yeah. can you see? Like the like, um, take me to your leader. But that's what I was gonna say. Like, what if you come out and you're like, guess what, bitches? And like you come out and you're like, that's your idea, is you're just gonna be like punching them, Glenda's gonna come down with her wand, and you're like, give me that wand. And you're like, the coroner's gonna be busy this week. <laughs> That's that dude that's like the ass corner. Yeah, the one guy. You're like, man, I'm not going to let him live. Yeah, get him <laughs> he out here. Start making coffins today. <laughs> like little but ones. what if like the first one you come up to, like that's your plan. That's mm-hmm. how you see it going in your head because you're a jerk for some reason. But then like the first one you come up to, like he's, he's just like some munchkin. He's like, hello. And you're like, hello yourself. And you go to him and he's like, catches your hand, like flips oh. you on the ground. You're like, oh no. And you're like, are you all this strong? Yeah, he's like, I'm the weakest in the village. <laughs> They call me no fighty. They call me Pip Squeak. They call me no fighty. Because <laughs> I have the least amount of fighting skills. <laughs> I get beat up all the time. I'm glad to find someone who I can beat up on. <laughs> He's like, welcome to your new life. <laughs> It's like it's not even like close. Like I'm like really like, like everyone else is just like levels above me. You're like is there a city of weaker munchkins? <laughs> like I'm pic- like I didn't picture it like this. Like is this is am I in Munchkin City right now? It's like yeah, but we're we're the worst fighting Munchkin City. Like it'll they only get tougher. As All you the know. other Munchkin cities beat up on us. Yeah, they all make fun of us <laughs> for being so weak. You better hope they don't raid us to the, today. <laughs> They, they raided us yesterday, and like I was one of the ones. I like I hid under the bushes because I was like, man, like that's why we were all hiding in the bushes when you came because we were like, is that dude strong? He looks big, but they were like, go out there and fight him. <laughs> they sent me out there to see what would happen. Yeah, and then apparently this is what happened. And then all the other monsters come out. They're like, oh, Pips, we can take him. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> he just getting kicked and wailing on you. <laughs> I don't want to be in Oz. It's like there's no way even to get, to get out of this. <laughs> Why did I start off by being a jerk? Yeah, can I just take the yellow brick road or something? Can I go back and try being nice? Like, oh boy. <laughs> like, like, brother, you missed that train. <laughs> You're like, how do you know about trains? <laughs> they're like, check this out. And they're like, they're like, and they're like, here comes the pain train. Sand out and But now you know about trains. <laughs> you know all you need to know about the pain train. You just got your education in trains. 
you're about to be a college grad. I'm going to take you to postgraduate school. Get ready for your doctorate. <laughs> doctorate in plane trains. <laughs> hey guys, meet Professor Paintrain. <laughs> He's a pain train expert. <laughs> I've never been anyone who knows so he's much gonna about pain He's going to be a pain train guru. <laughs> he's got to write the book on pain trains. <laughs> Kidney shot. <laughs> can I just go now? It's like, is there somewhere I can go other than here? <laughs> Stop Munchkin City. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only stop. <laughs> Next stop, the artist. <laughs> Next stop, the cemetery. <laughs> like, we got an extra big spot dug for you. <laughs> You're like, it's a regular size. They're like, not for us. <laughs> you said, <"Check> <laughs> when they're literally taking you to the cemetery. <laughs> That's your one thought. That's a regular size grave. We got to spend a week building this coffin and chop, start chopping wood. That's the first thing they do. Some guy. <laughs> you show up and you immediately see them chopping wood for your coffin. That's the first thing they do. Like, what are you, you're like, what are you doing? They're like chopping coffin wood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at him, <laughs> and you're like, "Look, behind <laughs> what? There's nobody back there." Oh man, is he in those bushes? <laughs> like, He's no. about to be kicked. <laughs> <laughs> then he put takes out a tape measure. <laughs> He's like, "Here, hold this," because he can't measure your whole body by himself. <laughs> <laughs> he tells you to hold. He tells you put it on your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god any of these places <laughs> yeah that was the first thing as soon as you come out like the pipsqueak starts fighting you and the rest of them like they pretty much just beat you up all the way to the cemetery and kill you <laughs> <laughs> you're in the house for like all of two hours <laughs> just getting wailed on <laughs> <laughs> and then Dorothy comes down. They're all like bloody and stuff. They're like, oh, wipe it off, wipe it yeah, off. That happened right before Dorothy showed up. <laughs> like they're all breathing hard. <laughs> they're like, Linda, we need a minute to catch our breath. Go talk to her. <laughs> you got this one. He's like, why are you guys all winded? They're like from the pain train. <laughs> they're like, we're too, we're too winded to do it. Like, you got to just pretend that we're all normal and nice and like send her somewhere else. We're too tired. <laughs> <laughs> we're all normal and nice. <laughs> we're too tired to be there to death. <laughs> She's like, well, you at least have to sing your stupid song. And they're like, oh, damn it. Like, oh, we're too tired for that. <laughs> She's like, just send in the lollipop guild. They didn't participate. They're like, yes, yes, they did. <laughs> They're the bloodiest of us all. Lollipop <laughs> Gilbert was like, oh man. <laughs> like he thought he was all right until he met them. <laughs> they fi- they finished him off. They were like, we were shoving the coal into that into the engine of that paint train. <laughs> they were the conductors. <laughs> Four of them. In a lullaby league. Oh my God. <laughs> they were like biting their eye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, so I guess that's, uh, uh, um, you know, answers the question of yeah. why uh, why people get sent to the specific worlds that they do. True, like, I, I and it, 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 it did come full circle because that was a, something I was wondering at the beginning, and I think we pretty thoroughly answered it. Yeah, I mean, bottom line is because if they didn't, then it would be a pretty sad story. Gruesome, yeah. But uh, also... Um, yeah, if you sent other people to, uh, you know, realities that they don't fit into, mm-hmm. then it just doesn't work out. Like That's, if you sent a munchkin to this world, yeah, 
like let's say Munchkin is in in Oz and like his house gets detached from the ground by a tornado and then he mm-hmm. gets plopped down like here and start, if he starts trying to beat people up like that like he goes into the Pulp Fiction world like this is the right. the Munchkin uh, like the from the uh, Lollipop Guild mm-hmm. and like let's say he goes into the Pulp Fiction world none of them have ever even seen Wizard of Oz because pretend right. doesn't exist in this scenario and he's just in the middle of an intersection in L.A. with his um giant I think he had like a giant um lollipop or yeah. something. Yeah, like he wouldn't last. Like even if he tried to beat everyone up, he still wouldn't last like two minutes. Especially if that's the first thing he tries is like to bite somebody in the leg. Unless he does like really good at it. Like, like <laughs> he's just like next thing you know, he's like got Marcel Salas's spot. Yeah, like he like um, uh, Vincent and um, Jules are like walking down the street, and all of a sudden this little guy with a with a lollipop, giant lollipop, comes up to them, and they're like, "Hey man, what are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm about to take you guys on a ride." And he's like, "What?" And he's like, "On the pain train." <laughs> Starts like whopping him with his lollipop. He dodges. Yeah, he's like dodging guys. Again, he's like she's bubbling, but she's He's like nice. He's like woohoo. Nice handle. Nice weight. And then like when Bruce Willis goes to box the one dude, it, they like they had a late replacement. Where's the dude from the from the lollipop guild? Yeah, he's like mops the floor with him. Yeah. Like, like at the end, like when he comes back from the uh, boxing match and like sees his, his girlfriend <laughs> and stuff, she's like, "Man, you look like you got the snot beat out of you." He's like, "I did." Or in Marcel Falls, Marcel Falls is like, "You threw the fight and cost me money." He's like, "I didn't throw the fight. That guy <laughs> killed me. That guy's a monster. <laughs> He's like three feet tall." <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's a possibility, mm-hmm. but um. But yeah, I guess uh, fictional characters need to stay in the appropriate fictional world. True. It's, 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 a, re- it's a reason those stories were written the way they were. Yeah. Um, oh, real quick, uh, guys, if you're listening on, on online then or, you know, to the podcast, then that won't really help you. But if you're watching on YouTube, uh, check this out when I got here. Um, Andy, for Christmas, got me an action figure of The Last Ronin, which is like friggin' sweet. If you're not familiar with it, it is uh, the thing we've talked about in the past on the show, but it's you know it's a dystopian future for the Ninja Turtles when all the turtles but one are dead, and you have to figure out who it is, and it's just a really well written story. But um, yeah, it's like a really well, really extremely detailed. I always call, I always refer to them as McFarlane toys, even though it's not a McFarlane toy, but in my head that's that you know, style, because, like that realistic. Yeah, because Todd McFarlane was like the style. first guy who made it like real, and yeah, he came with like ten different hands and two different faces and a thousand weapons. So yeah, dude, friggin'. Yeah. Um, the last Ronin action figure, and go read the last Ronin. Yeah, if you haven't checked it out, check it out for sure. Yeah, no, uh, I think um, I this was a good start to a new year. Twenty twenty four, I think, is off to an amazing start. Um, guys, don't forget to check us out at the turtlewars dot net, and don't forget to uh, give us a call at the um, Turtle Wars hotline six four six nine two six six two one one. Uh, let us know what you think about um, what would be the best alternate reality to be sent to, or worst. And uh, we'll catch you next time. And remember, listening to the Turtle World Podcast is half the battle. The rest of your lives is the the other half. (laughs) Peace out, people.